You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, and welcome to The Compass, the podcast documenting the struggles of life as an artist. I'm Leah Walsh. Hi, everyone. I have a mini episode for you today. I have a couple great guests coming up, but because of some scheduling uh, changes, I don't have a full episode. I wanted to read a short excerpt from Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Um, It's a book that's really been sticking with me these days. So if you'd like to hear that, stick around. If not, check back with me in two weeks and I'll have a great new episode for you. So I've been avoiding reading Untamed by Glennon Doyle uh, for months now since it came out. It's been a huge hit. It's been talked about everywhere. Maybe you've read it yourself or maybe you've seen uh, all of the press she was doing about it. I've read some of Glennon's other works. She's really popular in the in the women's recovery movement because um, she's sober, has a lot of really amazing writing. But I've finally been listening to Untamed as an audiobook, which I rarely do. And it, she just talks a lot about she calls them memos, the memos we were given when we were born as um, women in the United States, girls in the United States. And I wanted to read a short excerpt from the chapter called Comfort Zones. So here it is. This is from Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I've also learned that while choosing joy makes it easier for me to love myself and my life, it seems to make it harder for the world to love me. I was speaking at an event recently and a woman stood up in the audience, looked at me on stage and said into the microphone, Glennon, I used to love your writing so much. When you talked about your pain and how hard life was, I felt so comforted. But lately, with your new life, you seem different. I have to be honest, I'm finding you harder and harder to relate to. Yes, I said. I understand. I'm happier now. I'm not doubting myself as much, and that makes me confident and stronger, so I'm, le- I'm suffering less. I have noticed that it seems easier for the world to love a suffering woman than it is for the world to love a joyful, confident woman. It's hard for me, too. I was at one of Tish's soccer games, and there was a girl on the other team who was just rubbing me the wrong way. I could tell by the sideline body language and eye-rolling that she was also rubbing several of my soccer mom friends the wrong way. I watched her carefully, trying to figure out why this girl was activating us. I noticed that she walked with her head held high and with a bit of a swagger. She was good, and she knew it. She went in for the ball often and hard, like a girl who knows her own strength and talent. She smiled the whole time, like all of this was easy for her, like she was having the time of her life. All of this just annoyed the hell out of me. She was 12. I sat with my feelings, and I realized... The knee-jerk reaction I'm having to this girl is a direct result of my training. I have been conditioned to mistrust and dislike strong, confident, happy girls and women. We all have. Studies prove that the more powerful, successful, and happy a man becomes, the more people trust and like him. But the more powerful and happy a woman becomes, the less people like and trust her. So we proclaim, women are entitled to take their rightful place. Then, when a woman does take her rightful place, our first reaction is, she's so entitled. We become people who say of confident women, I don't know, I can't explain it, it's just something about her. I just don't like her. I can't put my finger on why. I can put my finger on why. It's because our training is kicking in through our subconscious. 
Strong, happy, confident girls and women are breaking our culture's implicit rule that girls should be self-doubting, reserved, timid, and apologetic. Girls who are bold enough to break those rules irk us. Their brazen defiance and refusal to follow directions make us want to put them back into their cage. Girls and women sense this. We want to be liked. We want to be trusted. So we downplay our strengths to avoid threatening anyone and invoking disdain. We do not mention our accomplishments. We do not accept compliments. We temper, qualify, and discount our opinions. We walk without swagger and we yield incessantly. We step out of the way. We say, I feel like, instead of I know. We ask if our ideas make sense, instead of assuming they do. We apologize for everything. Conversations among brilliant women often devolve into competitions for who wins the trophy for hottest mess. We want to be respected, but we want to be loved and accepted even more. I once sat with Oprah Winfrey at her kitchen table, and she asked me what I was most proud of in my life as an activist, writer, mother. I panicked and started mumbling something like, Oh, I don't feel proud. I feel grateful. None of it's really me. I'm surrounded by great people. I'm just incredibly lucky. And... She put her hand on mine and said, don't do that. Don't be modest. Dr. Maya Angelou used to say, modesty is a learned affectation. You don't want modesty. You want humility. Humility comes from inside out. I think of what she said to me every day. She was saying, playing dumb, weak, and silly is a disservice to yourself and to me and to the world. Every time you pretend to be less than you are, you steal permission from other women to exist fully. Don't mistake modesty for humility. Modesty is a giggly lie, an act, a mask, a fake game. We have no time for it. The word humility derives from the Latin word humilitas, which means of the earth. To be humble is to be grounded in knowing who you are. It implies the responsibility to become what you were meant to become, to grow, to reach, to fully bloom as high and strong and grand as you were created to. It is not honorable for a tree to wilt and shrink and disappear. It's not honorable for a woman to either. Again, that is an excerpt from Untamed by Glennon Doyle. It's from the chapter entitled Comfort Zones. And it's just been speaking to me really loudly this week as I've been listening to the book. All of this stuff she's talking about, about learned behaviors and trying to be good as a woman in our society, trying to be liked, trying to be accepted and loved. And I've just been thinking so much about the ways that I've made myself smaller and discounted my own wants and desires because of those uh, impulses and learned behaviors anyway i would recommend the book i tried not to because so many other people were recommending it but i've been really enjoying it so check it out i'm thinking about all of you please come back in two weeks for a new episode with a brand new guest talk to you soon Thank you for listening to the Compass Podcast. 
If you find these conversations valuable to your life as an artist and would like to support the ongoing production of The Compass, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash thecompasspodcast. Pledges start at as little as $1 a month. Anything you can give would be greatly appreciated. Also, if you have a moment, please rate or review in iTunes. Every little bit helps other listeners to find the podcast. I'd like to thank the following people for their generosity. The Compass cover art is by Kim Miller, music by Brandon Spieth, audio assistance from Nick Choksi, and a special thanks to Frankie J. Alvarez. See you next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.